evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. I'm Tyler Tischlar with Superior Book Promotions, filling in for Irene Watson of Reader Views. And I'm Victor Volkman from Loving Healing Press in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'd like to welcome all our listeners to episode number 154 in our series. Tonight's topic will be Writing and Publishing African-American Books with special guest Yvonne Rose. You can learn more about our guest on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. We'd love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send us your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Now, tonight we are on the line with Yvonne Rose, who is the Associate Publisher and Senior Editor at Amber Communications Group, Incorporated. Ms. Rose began her stint at Amber Books in 1998 as the co-author of the company's flagship title, a national bestseller, Is Modeling for You, the Handbook and Guide for the Young Aspiring Black Model. And last year, she published Ageless Beauty, the Ultimate Skin Care and Makeup Book for Women and Teens of Color. Also by Amber Books, of course, Yvonne Rose was appointed to head Quality Press and has turned a few thousands of self-published authors' manuscripts into completed books. Wow. As the director... (laughs) (laughs) Thousands, really. As the director of Quality Press, Yvonne and her team of editors, designers, and printers oversee the editing, design, layout, registration, and manufacturing of every self-published author's book. She also consults with them regarding their marketing, production, promotional, distribution, and publicity goals. Well, good evening, Yvonne. Good evening, Victor. Good evening, Tyler. Uh, It's great to be here with Arthur's Access, and um, let's see what we can talk about. Well, I'm I'm excited to talk to you tonight, Yvonne. I'm I'm Mm. wondering... um, and we're going to talk about writing for um, African American culture and publishing African American books. And I, I guess, um, just to start out, can you tell us a little bit about um, your own your own background in that, in terms of why you got involved in in uh, being interested in uh, providing services specifically for African Americans? Well, um, quite some time ago, and that's back in '98. I was convinced to um, co-write a book with my husband, Tony Rose, who is actually the publisher of the company. Um, He had been in the music industry, and I was in the fashion industry, and that's when we did the first book, Is Modeling for You. Um, He kind of convinced me, because I had been a fashion editor for several years, working with um, miscellaneous uh, African American publication, and so my experience lie there, and of course the fact that I'm African American, and that was my market. And um, he he decided that it would be a good idea because there are many books out, but none of them were specific. Not that they're only written for African Americans, but the census that we got was that our market was very delighted that we had books specifically for African Americans because they had always felt like they were left out of the mainstream. Um, They might have um, gotten books that were um, specific or non-specific, and they 
ran into obstacles because possibly they were trying to follow certain directions. And some of the things that they might have been up against was, um, for instance, how many um, in the modeling uh, world there were, let's say, a specific number of African Americans that were chosen. It was a small percentage. And we broke it out into just being realistic about what you might be up against, that even though you might have cakes, you're just going to be a segment of of that. You're not going to be the major number that is selected. Um, and so we began just to concentrate on um, books that were uh, focusing on the African-American market. And um, for the first year, when we started out, a lot of people would say, well, why are these just for African-Americans? And our response was because we need them. We need to know that we have something for us that we can um, directly count on that's going to give us the guidance we need because of the things we're up against. And I don't know if I said too much, but I'm, I can be long-winded when I get started. Um, and I don't know if you have another question, but oh, uh, sure. I could go on. I could go on and on. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just wondering now that your your book that you're talking about is a is a nonfiction book, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm thinking back to the '90s was a time when um, I I remember it was a you know it was a time when uh, uh, you know, diversity fiction. was becoming a big a big issue and, and a big mm-hmm. theme. And uh, I'm thinking of authors like Toni Morrison and Maya Angelou really broke into the mainstream and became very well known. And you know, of course, Oprah Winfrey did a lot to help help um, promote African Americans in that way. So, what what kinds of publishing hurdles were there for African American books back then? And um, well, I think the main um, issue was proving that there was an audience. Uh, we would always hear that. Um, quote, black people don't read, black people don't read. That was, that was what was being said. And I think that was so proven wrong when those books became such massive hits because they were now available and because we could read about people like us. Um, the language, um, the way things are phrased, um, the characters, the description of the characters. I mean, you talk about the physical description as well as um, the scenarios uh, within the community that might be different. And um, so now here we are with books that we can read and feel comfortable reading because, oh, she's just like me or he's just like him or you know, that's what they're talking about, and and I understand what they're going through. Um, It may be simple language like, oh, girl, will you go on and get out of here? I mean, I'm just saying that off the top of my head, but it's just the way things are phrased are different, and they were related to by the African-American reading clientele. Um, and the more that these books sold, because when it started out, I mean, you mentioned Toni Morrison and um, Ayana Vassan and uh, Zane, who wrote, um, uh, still writes a lot of romance novels. Uh, authors like this became huge hits because now they were creeping up, up, 
upward, and more and more people were hearing about them and reading about them and reading their books. Um, and it was all about being able to relate. And now Amber Communications does not um, focus um, on the fiction. We do more nonfiction and we do entertainment biographies. So um, just driving back to that, we have one book that just hit the market. It's the African American Criminal Justice Guide, and it's out there now. It just just hit the market today, actually. And because of Trayvon's case and situation and all of this coming to the forefront, it happened to be very timely um, because we're treated different as well. So we have to understand what to do and what not to do. And, and there's been a lot of language about where to put your hands if the police stop you, what to do, how to look at them. And just all of that information is in our book. And um, it's typically what's in all of our books, how to do things in certain instances. And even within the fiction world, um, the, the lessons learned by African-Americans reading these when they say, oh, that's just like me. Um, they're seeing themselves through these characters, and it's very likely that they're growing through what they're reading. Um, even though they are fiction, they're the truth. Um, we have an area a division called Quality Press where we work with self-published authors, and many of them are doing novels and poetry and, and various scenarios that depict the world as it is through their experience. Um, we work with a lot of authors who may have been in prison. They um, decided to come out and publish their own book regarding what they've experienced in prison or before they went to prison. Um, Quality Press has done books for people who have been addicted to drugs. And they talk about that. And again, they're able to relate, and people who are in this world are able to relate. So the reading population is, is growing, and the publishing world is growing for African Americans because they're able to get in the door with their own personal experiences. So, Yvonne, can you tell us a little bit about... Um like, who is the target audience for your books beyond the fact that they're African-Americans? Um, would you say that most of the readers are male or female, certain age groups, certain, uh, you know, certain classes or ec economic classes that, you're, that your books are geared well, towards? Well, it's hard to depict a certain um, area because most of our um, uh, celebrity or entertainment biographies are read by teenagers sure. and up through the early 20s because they're about um, um, celebrities such as um, Little Wayne. Now Little Wayne is the hot one. We've had Rick James, and that's for an older crowd. We've had Dr. Dre. Eminem is coming out soon. Um, we have 50 Cent. We have books that appeal to all ages. Some are more... Um, historic. Um, even Michael Jackson, we have his book, but we're coming out soon with we're crossing over and we're doing Lady Gaga and Amy Winehouse. And we have an author in-house named Jake Brown who does a lot of celebrity biographies for us. And um, he captures all the markets. And 
So we've decided to cross over and go with those particular books, which are going to be out soon um, this summer. So our audience is very vast, especially, like I said, with the entertainment biographies, but with the, um, um, let's say, the self-help books and the career guide books, we start in typically late teens to older adult because we give information on how to get a job, how to start your own business, how to stay healthy, how to do makeup. It's all about learning self-improvement and understanding what you're doing. Of course, we had real estate books out, but right now they're kind of quiet, but they'll be back. They'll be hitting again. But we did very well with the real estate books, and we have beautiful black hair, and took that particular book and reached back into children. So we have a children's hair book. Uh, young, the Ageless Beauty is from teens to adults, and then we have for the older audience. So we, have, we cover a wide spectrum um, with Amber Communications Group. And again, like I said, with Quality Press, which is directed for uh, self-published authors, um, those authors are doing, we, we work with them to do their children's books. We publish children's books for them, um, and we package the books. We take their manuscripts and set them up. We make sure that they're proofread and edited as needed. We get the layout done, on, and we take it right in through the printing stage. We make sure they have their proper ISBN numbers and Library of Congress and all the numbers registered that they need and get them packaged completely. So they bring us a manuscript and they end up with a book. And a lot of them, this is their first time. Uh, most of them that we work with are doing first-time books. And they move from there. Some are big hits, some just are quiet, and they just want their book out and they're local. Um, we just did one book. Um, that's scheduled to hit next week uh, about a gentleman in Arizona who's tar- who was targeted with a mail bomb. And um, you'll see that coming out. But uh, he had the trial, the gentleman, gentleman, let's quote, quote, the people who sent him the bomb had their trial, and that has ended, and now his book is coming out. So um, we work with self-published authors who do everything, memoirs, novels, uh, just everything under the sun. So we have no specific age group. Everybody is um, part of our company. Everybody fits in. Great. Yvonne, let's talk about after the books are produced, how Uh do you get the message for Quality Books and, I'm sorry, for Quality Press and Amber Press, how do you get the word out to people what types of media avenues do you use to, to reach your audience, and what's cost-effective for you? Well, um, for the quality press authors, um, we have a few packages that they can, if they want. First of all, we promote them all on our website, uh, amberbooks.com and qualitypress.info. So that's the first thing we do is get them up there and link them to our authors, um, our self-published authors' own websites or emails, um, if they choose. Now, a lot of them choose to do their own marketing and promotions, and they have their own publicists, etc. 
But if they choose our services, we um, do email blasts um, to the media. We have thousands of names in the system uh, where we send out the press releases and follow up for them. Uh, we get them set up as e-books and make sure that they're on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Um, some of them are on Apple, but all of those who choose to begin that part of it will go on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, Nook and & Kindle. Um, we have the Book Expo America um, that we participate in. We've been participating in that since 99 and in mm, not what year, about 10 years ago, um, Tony Rose started the African American Pavilion at Book Expo America. And there we showcase books for those authors who want to participate. Um, that's a marketing situation that they can um, participate in. And we get a lot of media that comes to that program. Um, one year we had Magic Johnson as a guest, so you can imagine uh, how many people came and wanted to meet him. And this is generally the authors, the um, bookstores, uh, a lot of people in the industry as well as um, the regular retail sources. A um, couple of years ago, we had Wesley Snipes before he went, before he went in. <laughs> um, last year, we had Flavor Flav. I mean, there's no um, type that we stop at. We, we have a wide spectrum. Uh, we've had Tavis Smiley a couple of times, Cornell Wilde, Dr. Wilde. Um, I'm sorry, Cornell West. Um, just many, many people who come through there and they look at the books we promote to them. Um, there's one guy, um, uh, Relentless Aaron, who ended up showcasing his book with our pavilion and he got a book deal. I want to say Random House, but I may be wrong, so I'm not going to. But with one of the major publishers, he did get a book deal. Um, because he was featured and he was seen, he was visible. Um, we have Black Expressions Book Club that's always there looking for new authors and new books. So we work in various avenues um, with the authors that come through. Well, wow, that's quite extensive. Uh, you guys seem to be using all of the avenues that I can think of. I'm curious as to whether you've seen any success with social media in terms of uh, producing results? Well, we have. Um, we drive the business. I don't handle that department. Um, in fact, I am like so <laughs> far from the social media spectrum. It's, it frustrates me, but Tony Rose, is he heads up that department. But I know he has a few um, people working with him who keep us pitching on the social media. And we're constantly on there. Um, if you just, we have the Amber books, we have the Quality Press, we have um, Tony Rose, Yvonne Rose, we have various Facebook situations. Um, I know he does Twitter. Um, LinkedIn is iffy. Um, we haven't done a lot with that, but He's a big fan of Facebook, and we have 
as many followers as you can generate on those on that program. I don't know what the cap is, but um, it's extensive, and there's uh, every day it's updated. So yes, we're <laughs> we do the social networking as well. Um, we do that primarily for Amber, though, because we instruct the uh, Quality Press self-published authors on how they should do it themselves, and they should manage their own, which they a lot of them do. But we, we draw in a lot of new clientele through Facebook and referrals and um, just followers and going into all of that area. Uh, it's it's been very successful for us. I don't know what we did without it, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> really, I just don't know. Um, one of the things that we're going to get more into is blogging. Um, we haven't done that. We haven't ventured on that. But um, we found somebody who will handle that for us. So we're going to be doing that as well. And um, I know you, you guys generate a lot of interest with blogs, so... We have to follow you guys there. Great. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the content things and uh, tell us what you can about writing cross-cultural books and where books of mixed race are trending. Well, um, I don't have a lot to talk about on that because what we do mostly with um, those books is the editing um um, the authors that write those are the self-published authors, but um, there's more growth in that area lately because of all of the mixing of the cultures and and the communities that they're in. And um, so the stories, a lot of the stories are based on true stories, and um, this is what they're pitching in their novels, Um the the mixed marriages the the reintegration so to speak um, but it's not something that is widely used within the amber communications group situation um, but the the thing that we look for of course is language when we do the editing um, we make sure that the language is consistent that we don't change it, that if there's a way that the um, word should be pronounced, we want to research that and make sure that that's proper within the community. Um, whenever we get any books, we tell the authors, we will maintain your sense of style, your sense of language, and not we don't want to corrupt what you're thinking. Because once you clean it up too much, then it's not going to appeal to the market that you're trying to get at. Um, I noticed that if an author gets with a major publisher, then sometimes it loses the dialect that they're trying to portray, and the authors are very unhappy about it. But it's something that you have to know whether you want to take that option to have your work out there in mainstream or if you want to keep it within the niche circle that it's in. And it's it's half a dozen of one, six of the other because you may have a house with a major budget, but they may only sell 
a minimum because they're not reaching the numbers that you could reach if you're out there in your own community. Um, it, it, um, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say, where you might have a longer arm's reach than to have a major house that doesn't really understand the culture and the community that you're appealing to. They make changes, they lose your concept, and then you are back with a book that's sterile and you're really not happy with it. Does, yeah, does that I, make sense? Think, yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense to me. And I, I guess I would say, you know, it's kind of like maybe some of the, the TV sitcoms that have had African-American characters, but you kind of wonder, you know, how are they any different than the white characters that are on television? Right, is, is because okay? they're not living as they would normally. That they, everything's cleaned up and, and and it's stereotyped in one way where there are some shows, of course we all know Tyler Perry does what he wants to do, but and then he's not exactly depicting the African-American culture, but he's depicting a certain spectrum of the African-American culture and a lot of people relate to that. So it's, it's the same thing with, with music, the same thing with with reading, with books. Um, um, well, can you tell us a little bit when you went, when you were talking about like the the books about mixed races now, and are, are in those cases, I'm assuming those are self published novels. Is that... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you uh, when you go out to promote those kinds of books, is there a is there still a sense of a of taboo in relation to those kinds of books, and is it sort of a um, no, not at all, because, um, the well, it depends on what store you're at. Um, if you get a community-based store, then more than likely they're going to be in an area where your book would be very well received anyway. Um, if you go to a store in a city where there's generally not a lot of African-Americans, I I don't know if you would say a taboo, but you're not going to draw anybody. You're not going to draw the the groups, the numbers that you would want to. So in a way, you're shut out of certain areas because of what you've written about. But there are other areas that you just um, blossom in and draw huge crowds in because your name has become a household name in that community. Uh, Okay. That, that makes yeah. sense to me, as long as you're within mm-hmm. your, your market. Um, what about, like, uh, for example, I know at Reader Views that we've had issues where um, authors have sent in books and there's a gay character in the book, but nowhere on the cover, in the photos or the descriptions of the book, is there any mention that there's a gay character? And when a reviewer gets that book and has issues with with homosexuality, they don't want to read the book anymore. And so we've we've made a point of saying, you know, you really should make this clear in your book. So is is that in, in terms of say your book covers, either the 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 illustrations, the artwork, or the back cover descriptions? Do you make a point of of making it clear that the book is about African Americans or about uh, interracial so relationships? It's it's totally clear. Um, if if it's a um, if it's fiction, you must make it clear um, because you're depicting what's inside and you wouldn't want to 
sell something that has nothing to do. Your your cover is selling it, of course. So you don't want to sell something that has nothing to do with the interior. Um, and if it's if it's a mixed race addenda, you're going to put a mixed race couple on the cover or whatever you would um, to let people know what is inside. Um, if it's a little kinky, you're going to put a little kinkiness on the cover. Um, we did a book um, for a self-published author, which was about the down low, and it, it had a man and a woman with a man looking on. Um, and, and so you you try to to sell or express on the cover what's on the inside, most definitely. Um, okay, you that certainly, should be true yeah, of any book, regardless of definite, you know, anyway, you know, right? Yeah. And the only thing we we don't put on the cover specifically, if we're doing a how-to book, um, for instance, Amber books. If we have a how-to book and we just put African-American on the cover, then we don't need any pictures, of course. So, um, But we always um, specify that it should be spelled out. Now, a lot of African-American authors are doing um, Christian-type books, and, of course, that doesn't matter. Um, we work with, a, with quite a few numbers who do Christian books, and most of the Christian authors are going to use um, scenery. Uh, rivers and mountains and, you know, different situations like that. So, um, well, but again... How important in that? I'm sorry? Well, how, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I, I was going to ask, though, like, in terms of the author themselves, even if there's nothing on the cover, um, is it so important to have the author's photo there so people can see that they're African-American? On the back of the book, we do. Um, we... With Quality Press, we always recommend that when an author self-publishes, that they do put their picture on the back cover. And that way, if it's not on the front, people can flip it over and see. Now, there are some authors who choose not to because they don't want to um, be put into one category. So, um, But the majority of our authors want to appeal to the African-American market because they know when they go out to sell it, that's where they're going to be anyway. Um, mm -hmm. But um, there are some authors who reach the entire spectrum, um, and they don't they don't need to be identified specifically as African American. It just so happens that um, our company, Quality Press, draws in authors more so um, who are African American. Now, we have a comic. Um, his name is Artie Fletcher, who just released a book. Um, he's not African-American. So we don't just work with African-Americans, but whoever we work with, um, we recommend that they promote themselves on the cover. And uh, he's a white comic. He's an actor. He's toured the country. Uh, in fact, he's on a book tour now. And um, so it, it would be the case in any instance. Um, uh, what type of photos you choose for your cover. So, so, so it's not just see? our categories, it's all categories. So what would you say then are, um, like what kinds of challenges would you say exist for an African-American author compared to, say, a white author or even, you know, someone from another another culture, say, um, you know, a Latino or someone who's maybe a Muslim trying to promote their book? Well, probably... Um, 
the biggest challenge, of course, nowadays is finances. And uh, most of the African-American authors we're working with are working nine to fives. Um, very, very few can afford to be full-time writers, but that's across the board, I'm sure. Um, and then trying to get a book deal, um, even though they don't come in the door with a book deal, that's their ultimate goal. They figure that if they can get their book out that maybe and get enough attention and get enough numbers that down the road maybe they can get picked up. But we always tell them they have to make a name for themselves before they'll even be considered. Um, that's why we encourage them to um, do their first book, publish their first book. I mean, we started out publishing our first book. Um, the modeling book was intended to be a self-published book that was going to be our only book. Uh, we had no idea that we would grow into an independent publishing company. We now have 75 titles in our own company, Amber Communications Group. Um, that was not our intent. Our intent was just to do one book, but we started attracting other authors who didn't really know what to do and who saw what we had done successfully and who wanted to be a part of Amber. So one by one, we started um, taking in new authors and new titles, and that's what we've grown to. Um, the authors who are self-publishing now, a lot of them, um, it, it's very, very difficult. They write a book, they have it, they hold it, they keep it, they want it out. Um, some of them have tried majors, but that's just not going to happen. The only way you're going to get a major company to take your book nowadays is if you've made a name and you're famous. And um, we, we tell them that and we give them um, a budget to work with that hopefully is affordable enough to get their start. If their book is good enough, then they'll get a lot of notoriety. And then they'll get past the stumbling block, and they'll grow, and they'll move upward and get a lot of press. And um, But they have to not only be local, they have to grow to a national level. And we tell them that. But part of it is just not knowing what to do, and, of course, the other part is not having the resources to do it. And um, But we do a personal situation where we give consulting Whenever our clients come on board, we make sure they understand the business. We spend time with them, um, and we teach them as much as we can about moving forward and moving ahead. And if that's ultimately what they want to do, if they want to become a major author, we tell them what it's going to take. It's not going to happen overnight, and it's going to be a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and um, contact and aggressiveness and everything else that goes with it. So, <laughs> All right, I don't that's... know if I answered your question, but <laughs> I tried. Well, thank you, Yvonne. That's the perfect uh, question to end off on. And we'd like you to uh, uh, give the listeners your website addresses or blogs or Twitters or anything okay. that you'd like to share. I'd love to. Um, the major company, the corporation, Amber Communications Group, Inc. website is www.amberbooks.com, 
and the website for self-published authors who want to begin their own business and publish their own book is www.qualitypress.info. Make sure it's .info. Um, And then we have, as I said, we're going to be showcasing books at Book Expo America for authors who have their own book and want to get visible and out there in the public eye. Um, We'll be showcasing and featuring your books. And we do e-books as well as um, printed matter and um, anywhere from children's books, poetry, novels, every type of book imaginable, hardcover, paperback, you name it, we do it with quality press. And um, Tyler and Victor, thank you very much. And um, the number, if anybody wants to call, is 602-743-7426 or 602-743-7211. Those are the numbers. And the email is amberbks at aol.com. Great. And thank you on behalf of Irene, who couldn't make it here for tonight's show. She will be sorry, I guarantee. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time and your... your, everything that you've done and everything that you're doing for authors and for African-American authors and for our books because everybody needs help, and you guys certainly are doing that. Thank you. All right. This has been another podcast edition of Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. You can learn more about our guest on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. Stay tuned for the next episode, all about the association of independent authors with special guest Beth Werner. We'd love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send us your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Authors Access is a joint production of Reader Views Incorporated and Loving Healing Press. And filling in for Irene Watson of Reader Views, this is Tyler Tischler in Marquette, Michigan. And I'm Victor Volkman in Ann Arbor, Michigan, wishing you all a good evening.